Every now and then it gets rough sometimes. Every now and then you may feel like throwing up a, your hand, but you gotta learn to stick with the game plan. No matter how rough it gets, stick with the game plan. Why? Because if I see it through and if I keep on following the game plan, one day the game will be over and victory will be ours. Welcome to Wesley Amazon Church where we're working the vineyard through faith, worship, witness, and service. Having a game plan is one of the sure ways to experience success in life. But only when we follow God's game plan can we experience guaranteed victory in life. Let's go into the message. Welcome to Wesley Amazon Church, where we're working the vineyard through faith, worship, witness, and service. We're so glad again on today to have you with us, and we continue, as always, to pray God's blessings upon you. And as we usually do, let's go ahead and get into the text. Our text can be found in the book of Joshua, chapter 6, verses 6 through 14. That's Joshua, chapter 6, verse 6 through 14. And it reads, So Joshua, the son of Nun, called the priest and said to them, Take up the ark of the covenant of the Lord and have seven priests carry trumpets in front of it. And he ordered the army, Advance, march around the city with an armed guard going ahead of the ark of the Lord. When Joshua had spoken to the people, the seven priests carrying the seven trumpets before the Lord went forward, blowing their trumpets, and the ark of the Lord's covenant followed them. The armed guard marched ahead of the priests who blew the trumpets, and the rear guard followed the ark. All this time the trumpets were sounding. But Joshua had commanded the army, Do not give a war cry. Do not raise your voices. Do not say a word until the day I tell you to shout. Then shout. So he had the ark of the Lord carried around the city, circling it once. Then the army returned to camp and spent the night there. Joshua got up early the next morning, and the priests took up the ark of the Lord. The seven priests carrying the seven trumpets went forward, marching before the Lord, ark of the Lord and blowing the trumpets. The armed men went ahead of them, and the rear guard followed the ark of the Lord while the trumpets kept sounding. So on the second day, they marched around the city once and returned to the camp. They did this for six days. Amen. I want to share today from the subject of following the game plan. Today, 28 NFL teams will take the field with the hope of experiencing victory. Each team will have spent all week practicing and rehearsing mentally the game plan that the coaches have developed. Every player had to put some work in and some time of study in for the game plan in order to make sure that they were ready and prepared for the game. Any coach that will tell you that it doesn't always come down to talent. It often comes down to the development and execution of the game plan. Yes, some players are stronger and faster than other players and, and possibly some players have more talent than other players. But that doesn't always guarantee victory. See, normally when a more talented team is defeated by a lesser talent team, it is called an upset. You see, this term upset signifies that one particular team is so talented that there was no possible way that these teams felt like they could lose. If we look at this concept on the spiritual side, Everyone, whether saved or unsaved, is expecting to experience victory in this game of life. On the spiritual side of things, we face a problem. You see, there are some of us who are expecting victory without following God's game plan. Yes, we expect to have victory without following the game plan that God has laid out. 
See, when we attempt to experience victory without having dependency on God's game plan, that means that we are dependent upon our own abilities and our own righteousness. You see, if we are leaning on our own abilities and our own righteousness to win the game of life, we will face sure defeat. There is only one way to truly win in the game of life, and that is through following God's game plan. You see, experiencing true victory in life requires understanding, execution, and commitment to God's game plan. The first thing that I want us to see out of our text is this. In verses 6 and 7, we see that they're following God's game plan requires understanding. See, Joshua gave understanding of the game plan in verses six and seven. And in some of the earlier verses, Joshua gave the game plan which God had laid out to him. See, understanding the game plan begins with a clear communication. Yes, what is it a clear communication about? See, there's a clear and communication about the message that God wants to give to his people about the game plan that God wants to give to his people. See, the plan was clearly presented. Joshua clearly presented the game plan to the army. He clearly presented the game plan to the people. He clearly told them that we're going to march around the city. We're going to have the trumpets go out before the priests and, and that they're going to be a guard following. And they're going to march around this city one time. And each day goes by, we're going to add another trip around the city. And as we do this, we're going to find ourselves coming out victoriously. Why? Because we have a clear presented plan from God. But the plan has to also be received. Not only must it be clearly presented, but it also has to be received. That meant that the plan was presented, but there were those there, the army and the priests and those involved had to receive the game plan. See, it's one thing to come up with a game plan, but it's another thing for people to believe in that game plan and to follow that game plan. We got to make sure that everyone understands the game plan. The only way that we can truly experience victory is if everyone is on one accord and that everyone understands that this is the game plan and this is what we're going to follow for the victory that we are expecting. See, Joshua made sure that everyone understood their assignment and the role that they were to supposed to play in this victory. Joshua understood. He made sure that the priest knew their role. He made sure that the trumpet blowers knew their role. He made sure that the army knew its role. And as everyone got clear understanding of what their role was to be in this particular battle, they began to buy into the game plan and they began to adhere to the game plan that God had laid out for them to experience victory. See, it's important for everyone on the team to know the game plan. If there are some on the team who do not know the game plan, how can they execute it if they don't know it? But it's so strange that we are in the body of Christ, but there are a lot of us who don't know the game plan or we're not studying or paying attention to the game plan, but we're still expecting to play a part on the team. We're still expecting to be a part of the victory. What happens is we become a weak link within the team. We become a weak link within the body. Why? Because we don't understand and we have not spent time studying the game plan. See, understanding the plan helps us to defeat sin. Yes, when we understand the game plan of life, it will help us to defeat the sin in our lives. When I know what the word of God has said that I ought to do, when I know what the word of God says that I should stay away from and what I can do, it helps me to deal with the sin that's possibly trying to creep into my life. And but it also helps us to understand 
that it's through God's power that we will come out victorious. See, understanding the game plan gives us power. Yes, it gives us the power that, that we might follow the game plan and that following that game plan will put power into our lives in that particular circumstance or situation. But also understanding the game plan helps us to see the path to victory. See, when we follow the game plan, we can see that this is leading us to a place or a path of victory. But if we're not following the game plan, how will we know when victory has come? How will we know what victory has looked like? Looks like? Well, when we understand the game plan, the game plan has laid out what victory looks like for us. See, when we understand God's game plan for life, it positions us on the path to victory. See, God has communicated his plan clearly to us through the gospel. See, we are sinners who are in need of a savior. Yes, we are in sinners who are in need of someone to save us because we cannot save ourselves. We cannot uh, defeat sin on our own. We need someone to help us to defeat sin. And see, if we believe and accept the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, we can experience power over sin. You see, Christ died to free us from sin and set us free. And he died so that we might have power over sin and that we might have power to run away from sin when we need to. And see, if we can't experience true victory until we have power over sin. And when we have that true victory, when we truly have power over sin, that means we have been trusting in the atoning work of Jesus Christ. Yes, it means that we have put our faith in the atoning work of Jesus Christ. And when we put our faith in the atoning work of Jesus Christ, it brings sure victory into our lives. Why? Because we put our faith in the game plan of God. We put our faith in the game plan that brings sure and guaranteed victory. And because that game plan has brought sure and guaranteed victory into our lives, we find ourselves on the path of victory because we understood the game plan. But not only must we have an understanding of the game plan. Following the game plan requires execution. In verses eight through 11, we see that there is the execution of the game plan. Yes, we see in verses eight through 11 that the people began to march around the city and they followed the instruction that Joshua had laid out before them. See, execution or application of God's word is key to experiencing victory in life. You see, the Bible is filled with examples of those who have found victory by applying the word of God. Nehemiah found victory because he uh, followed the game plan that God gave him and he stood a watch on the wall and he was able to go about his business as God instructed him and rebuild the city. And he found victory. Why? Because he followed the game plan of God. Naaman the leper experienced victory over physical ailment by applying the word of God. The widow at Zarephath experienced victory over lack in her life by applying the word of God. You see, the first step is internalizing the word. Yes, when we understand that even in the NFL, there is a time when they have to internalize the game plan. What does that mean, Jones? Well, they've got to get so familiar with that game plan that the game plan becomes a part of them. They're rehearsing it all week long. They're, they're going over and over and over it all week long, getting ready for one day for three hours. They put in all of this work and preparation for three hours of work. And they do all of this so that they might be ready for the game and that they might be ready to experience victory. But not only do they internalize it, but it says that they also, they, they're reading and they're studying the word. 
Yes, they're reading and they're, they're studying the, the film. They're reading and they're studying their opponent so that they can guarantee the execution of the game plan. And as they execute the game plan, it will bring victory into their lives. So when we internalize the game plan of God, and when we began to study and read the game plan of God, it will help us to prepare to be on the path to victory. But the game plan must be studied until it becomes second nature. Oh, hallelujah. Yes, the game plan must be studied to the degree that it becomes a part of you. In other words, I no longer have to think about what the game plan says because I've gone over it. I've studied it. I've rehearsed it. I've practiced it enough to know that it's going to bring sure victory into my life. Why? Because I already know what it says to the point that it's become second nature to me. And because the game plan has become second nature to me, I can execute it without even thinking about it. Oh, imagine that being able to execute the word of God without having to go back and reread it, without having to go back and, and search and study it all over again. But it's so much in you that you can execute it without having to even see it again, because it's already been internalized in you and it's already a part of you. See, during the execution of the game plan, we are often find ourselves having to be reminded of what the game plan details. Oh, hallelujah. And how does that Jones? That's what, when sometimes when we find ourselves going through a little rough patch in life, when we find ourselves going through some rough things in life. And, and sometimes the coach will tell you when we hit a rough spot, just stick to the game plan. I, I know it gets a little rough and I, and I know it feels like it's, it's not going to bring us victory, but just stick with the game plan. And, and that's what we got to learn to do that no matter how rough it gets, stick with the game plan, no matter how tough it gets, stick with the game plan, no matter how trying it may seem, stick with the game plan. What are you trying to tell me Jones? No matter how rough it gets, stick with the word of God, no matter how trying it gets, stick with the word of God. No matter how tough it may seem, stick with the word of God. It may seem like victory is not coming, but stick with the word of God. Every now and then things will get a little rough, but God will send us a reminder to stick with the game plan. Yes, just remember Jesus in the garden of Gethsemane. The game plan was getting a little rough for him. Yes, it started to get a little tough for him, but he was reminded that stick with the game plan. He was reminded did not give up on what God had given him. He was reminded that through him, the world might be saved. He was reminded that through him, if he executes the game plan, victory is sure for those who trust in him. As he reminded that victory is in following the game plan. The last thing that I want to share out of our text is this. Following the game plan requires commitment. Yes, following the game plan requires commitment. If you notice in our text, it said that they got up early that morning, but not only that morning, but early every morning, every morning they got up and they were committed to following the game plan. Oh, hallelujah. Every day they got up to march around the city, it showed that they were committed to following the game plan. Every day that they marched around that city and they added another lap every time they went around for seven days. Every time they went around that city, they followed the instructions to the full. Why? Because it showed that they were committed to following the game plan. My question for you today is, are you committed to following the game plan? Are you committed to getting up every day to follow the game plan? See, some of us want to follow the game plan today, but I don't feel like following it tomorrow. Some of us follow the game plan for the 
first half of the day, but the second half of the day, I'm going to do what I want to do. But we got to learn to follow the game plan of life. We got to learn to follow God's game plan each and every day. I know it may get rough sometimes, but we got to learn to follow the game plan. We got to learn to stick with the game plan. We've got to be so committed that the game plan is the only thing that we think about when we get up in the morning. When I wake up every morning, I got God's game plan on my mind. If I lay down at night, I got God's game plan on my mind. Yes, I want to go throughout the day with God's game plan on my mind. Why? Because I'm committed to the game plan. But understand this too. Each person was committed to fulfilling their role. Oh, hallelujah. Yes, the priests were committed to filling their roles by carrying the Ark of the Covenant. Yes, the, the warriors were committed to their role by walking around in a guard. And yes, the trumpet blowers, they were committed to their role by blowing the trumpets as they marched along the walls. But my question for us again is this. Are you committed to filling your role in the body of Christ? Are you committed to filling the role that God has given you? I know we want to go after a different role that we may not have been gifted for or equipped for, but we got to learn to fulfill the role that we have been given in this particular battle. We've got to learn to fulfill the role that we've been given to play in the battle or the game of life. When I try to play somebody else's position, I wound up being out of position. Oh, hallelujah. There's just so many of us are out of position because we're trying to do somebody else's job. We're trying to take on somebody else's role. We got to learn to take on the role that God has given us and stick with the role that God has given us. Everybody can't be a preacher behind the pulpit. Some of us got to be out in the congregation. Everybody can't sing on the choir. Somebody's got to be out there to shout and to sing amen. Everybody can't be on the trustee board because everybody doesn't have the mind to deal with the things that happen on the trustee board. Everybody can't be a steward because not everybody is a good steward over the resources and the finances that God placed in their hands. What happens when we get outside of the role that we have been given to play is we wind up getting in trouble. Just like on an NFL field, if somebody starts to play in somebody else's role, it means that you're no longer executing the game plan. It means that you've gone rogue and you're trying to do your own thing. And in doing your own thing, you wind up costing the team. Yes, you might even cost the team a victory because you're doing your own thing. Yes, we can't afford to cost anybody a victory in life. We've got to learn to do what God has called us to do. And we got to learn to be where God has called us to be. And we got to learn to serve the way God has called us to serve. And as we find ourselves committed and as we find ourselves being committed each and every day to the game plan of God, then we got to be required to do the work that has been assigned to us. Yes, we got to do the work that's been assigned to us. There's a role that has been assigned to us. And in that role, there is some work that has been assigned to us. Yes, I have been assigned as a preacher of the gospel. My assignment is to share the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. I have been assigned to tell others about a living God that can save them from their dying soul. I have been assigned the mission to tell those who are out there in a dying world that there is hope for them on the other side and his name is Jesus Christ. I have my assignment and I'm doing the best of my ability to fulfill and to carry out my assignment. I'm not trying to fulfill somebody else's role. I'm not trying to carry out somebody else's assignment. I'm doing the assignment that God has given me. I'm fulfilling the role that God has given me in the body of Christ to share the gospel, to share the good news, to be a preacher of the gospel, to be a preacher of the good news. And as I fulfill my role, I'm going to keep on studying the game plan. 
Every now and then it gets rough sometimes. Every now and then you may feel like throwing up your hand, but you got to learn to stick with the game plan. No matter how rough it gets, stick with the game plan. Why? Because if I see it through and if I keep on following the game plan, one day the game will be over and victory will be ours. One day the game will be over and we can sing and shout and jump and we can sing and shout the victory. Why? Because we followed the game plan and because we followed the game plan, victory came our way. And because victory came our way is because God Almighty gave us a plan that was like no other. God Almighty gave us a plan that was guaranteed victory. And because we followed that game plan, because we played our role, because we understood that we need to have an understanding in order to follow the game plan, we knew that we had to have some execution if we're going to follow the game plan. And we knew that we had to be committed in order to follow the game plan. And when we put it all together, victory was ours. Victory came just like God demanded. Victory came just like he promised. Victory came. Why? Because God had given us the game plan and we executed it. Victory can be yours. First of all, you got to know the game plan. Then you got to execute the game plan. And then you got to be so committed that you'll keep on executing the game plan. Even when it gets rough, you'll keep executing the game plan. Even when you feel like throwing up your hands and giving up, you'll keep executing the game plan because you know victory is on the way. Amen. Thank you for tuning in today. We pray that this message was a blessing to you. If it was, drop us an email at wesleyonmain at yahoo.com. That's wesleyonmain at yahoo.com to let us know how this message has touched your life. Until next time, God bless.